a visionary anti-Reagan filmmaker brings alien life forms to the big screen in the 80s. It's the third week of October and we're getting a little freaky with John Carpenter's They Live. Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Wait. Mike. We're all Mike today. Hi, Josiah. God, that is what it feels like being named Mike. <laughs> Everybody is Mike <laughs> and Michael all the time. Um, but that's Everybody not what is this Mike. is. This is our podcast. This is our podcast, which is the only podcast, and it's where we rate and review things on a scale of one to ten, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. That's right. It's called How Star Wars Is It, and this week we are taking... Um, a film. Gosh, how, when was the last time we did a movie? <laughs> um, God, a while. And a while. Uh, just like George Lucas, he defined a genre or redefined a genre in the 70s. Um, mm-hmm, his name mm-hmm, is synonymous mm-hmm. with his genre. Um, and he's a little weirdo, John Carpenter. Yes. And we are covering his film, They Live, this week. And boy, oh boy. This movie rules. Yeah, this like was so fully the Mike and Josiah like aesthetic. Like, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, it rules. Aesthetic's exactly right. God, this movie has an aesthetic, and it's like uh kind of nothing except for the decision behind like black and white when you put the glasses on and the aliens faces baby those aliens faces. Yes, they are gnarly. They're good. They're really good. But yes, yeah, so um, um th- we're talking about They Live. Have you seen They Live, listeners? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, dude. It is um <clears throat> I would my, say I, um you sh- if you like the show, you should watch They Live. It's on Peacock. Um yeah. and if you're interested in watching it, maybe don't listen to this episode until you have because like Oh yeah. It really it really was an experience. The less you know about this movie going in the better yeah. because like if you don't know anything that's going on like everything will if if you're if you're like us will just delight you. Yeah. Every choice will just be delightful yeah. and you'll be like excellent. Excellent. Totally. Excellent. So oh, this is your final warning if uh you don't want to have a movie from like 1988 or 89 spoiled for you. Yeah. So this one I sent you that 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 interview basically. This is this is um yeah 1988. This is John Carpenter's uh, fuck you to Ronald Reagan, yeah. which he has said as much. Right. Um which because George Lucas's fuck you to Ronald Reagan was naming one of the um separatist blockade guys newt gun ray which was newt gingrich and ray gun yes oh my god every time i remember that he did that i'm like you are an expert yeah despite lucas like being a like again like he's the only thing i think lucas is guilty of is like being a little weirdo who's kind of bad at writing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) rather writing dialogue but like he is um you know, when, when he sold Lucasfilm to Disney for, like, $4 billion, he gave, like, 95% of it to, like, education foundations. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, he's, I loved, like, I'll never... T- 
talk bad about George Lucas except yeah. for the fact that he's a little bad at writing yeah. because the man has his way. Yeah. Um, but the overall plot of They Live, I would say you could summarize in like a tweet's worth of words. Yes. A man discovers a pair of sunglasses that when you put it on, the world around you shows that it's being controlled by aliens. Mm -hmm. And you see some of those aliens as and they've they got like in their natural form. They are they are passing as humans, but you see their actual creepy, crazy face. Which their faces are sort of like it's almost just they almost just look like if someone gave, peeled the skin off of a face, right? But then gave them big bug eyes. Yes, yes. Like that's what they look and like. Of so they're very creepy. Of course, all of those looking. aliens are people like high society ladies wearing furs and men in business suits, as well as like cops. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me read this quote because this is a perfect example Great. of what we're talking about right now. When Ray, this is from John Carpenter. When Reagan was first elected, I was confused. He's talking from a rich man's point of view. Reaganomics. Don't get in the way of the rich because if they make more money, then you'll get some. And during his time in office, he started destroying unions and poverty increased. And I thought, where's my country going here? Why are so many people buying into this? I wanted to strike out in some way. So I cast the Republicans as the alien creatures. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is like everyone who's an alien is, yeah, some rich person, some cop, some high society person. And every commercial product and advertisement when viewed through these sunglasses turns to like a white rectangle with a single word or two word phrase on it things like obey submit yeah. stay asleep yeah. so cultural cultural significance of this movie right off the bat obey is now like a clothing brand the shepherd fairy andre <gasps> oh. the giant clothing brand you know wow yeah 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 um and the other big cultural impact that this movie has is our hero roddy piper saying mm -hmm. I came here to do two things, <laughs> chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, And absolutely. you and I both wrote that as notes in our, like, you, you texted me, like, the bubblegum line is this movie? Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that, that, line, that the bubblegum line was this, this movie. I, I didn't either, and, like, right as that scene was starting, I was like, why do I feel like I've seen this scene before? And it's because I'm yeah. sure I probably have. Yeah, because it's, it's an iconic scene. Yeah. I didn't realize how iconic this movie was and that it had these, like, like literal i like iconic moments right um i didn't realize they came from this movie but well, and one of the one of the first things that happens talk about this movie being relevant today is like cops breaking down like like yeah. destroying like a tent city like a yep. like a unhoused population across the street from a church they just like come in and fuck everything up yeah Truly, there is like there's a lot going on in this movie. I mean, there's there is and there isn't. There's there's both like this movie could not be less uh subtle, right? Like right, that is right. This movie is not interested in subtlety. This movie is like the rich people are aliens and and the Republicans are aliens and they and are contr controlling us by subduing subliminal us. They're subduing us with subliminal messaging everywhere, telling us to stay asleep, to reproduce, right. and and uh, not yeah, make a marry anything. and procreate, <laughs> marry and procreate, and just like keep making babies and keep just living your life in this subdued sort of like under uh un in a subdued underclass, while the rich will just get richer and richer, richer. Like the level of unsubtlety it has, like made me think like this would be a very easy 
thing to adapt into a 22 minute long cartoon for children like a fairly odd parents episode <laughs> or something you know like yeah 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 because it Which, has about or, 22 or, minutes worth of content and <laughs> truly like there were some times where i was like wow i mean honestly this movie is so short this movie is an hour short, and a half but it's also like there are moments where it's like what was the goal of this scene dude can we talk about let's get into six- it the six minute long alley fight yes so the two like <laughs> main human characters keith david plays the other guy um which i love seeing keith david and yes stuff. he's like a classically it's, trained actor too which is funny because yeah. he's opposite like a famous pro wrestler <laughs> yeah and honestly rowdy piper kills this he does rowdy 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 piper just destroys this role yeah he does great is, everything he says is a one-liner and everything he says works for me yeah it's so but good. yeah, so um, he's trying to convince his friend to put these glasses on, and and he he also in the meantime has shot and killed a bunch of these alien people who again everyone else sees them as humans. So right, he's, he's sort of on the lamb for like multiple murders, and so his friend is like, "I'm not I'm not getting anywhere near you. Don't put those glasses on me. I don't want to even see you. You're you're a murderer." And so that's the stakes of the fight. He yeah. he wants to put glasses on his friend so he can also see the truth. And yeah. the other guy doesn't want that. They f- <laughs> they fist fight in an alley for like thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so so it has I, like I was... waves to it. It's like oh, I guess it's about to end, and then it doesn't. <laughs> no, and it is um apparently according to Wikipedia, uh, the f- alley fight is almost six minutes long. Insane, and it's constantly on lists of like best fight scenes which i can see because like it is a very long fight scene but also it is well choreographed it's well choreographed you know one thing that this movie falls short at though both in that scene and in an earlier scene that punching happens aligning synchronizing the sound of a punch hit to the (laughs) motion of a fist hitting a face yeah it's very 80s in that way they were all uniformly uh, like two frames off yeah there was just something this it's like the sound design was slightly off which is so it's so funny that they have to go in and add punch sounds because it's because like no punch actually sounds like well yeah and it's very 80s in that like every sound effect is like oh you had like a sound effects library that you were pulling from (laughs) yeah 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 but the alley fight is like six minutes long and it it does come in waves but really it does feel like it's 30 minutes long like you're 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 sitting there and you're going like it, it did that thing for me where I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting bored. And then it kept going and I was like, actually, this is genius. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is actually the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like it, they just it beat t- the hell out of each other. They beat the living hell out of each other and they are just trying to put glasses on on Keith David. Yeah. That's all that's trying to happen. And they keep throwing the glasses around and Roddy Piper keeps going to get the glasses and then, tr- and then like trying to be like, put these on. And Keith David keeps being like, I'm not going to put those on. Yeah. And then they just <laughs> keep doing that. And they do that like four or five times. And it's just like, this is genius. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, if... I wonder what the sensibility at the time was when people saw that. You know, like, I, I, it's hard to judge a movie from 1988 um, by its pacing because pacing yeah. of movies was different 50 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, totally. So, like, like, I feel that way with, like, Columbo. 
I right. I loved Columbo, but I also at the end of every one that I watched was like, gosh, that really could have been forty minutes, and it was like a yeah. hundred or like sixty, seventy minutes. You know what's interesting though about the you're you're right. The pacing is uneven, and it's it's like it takes about th- honestly, it takes about thirty minutes for him to find the glasses and put them on. Yes, like there's a whole first act. Of just like sort of setting he's like the stage. He's a wanderer coming to town. He's, he's a new he's in a town. lone drifter. He's homeless. He's he's like just here to work and try to make some money. He meets like the, some of our cast of characters. There's like he those TV that, broadcasts. There's like these weird TV broadcasts happening, where like hack someone's hacking into the broadcast, and they're saying basically the plot of the movie, where they're like, they're 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 uh, subliminally messaging us and they're like controlling everything and you have to like break out and see it and then everyone's just watching TV and they're like what the hell is going on here this is who's hacking into these broadcasts this right. is stupid and then you come to find out that it's the people across in, uh, it's the people uh, in the sort of tent city who are working in the church across the way and Roddy Piper like breaks in because he's like what's going on over there and right. then that's where he ends up finding the glasses eventually after the like, FBI and the police come and raid the whole place and tear it to the ground because apparently they find out that they're doing these things right oh also then, the whole first like uh, title sequence and like first few minutes of film have that like one little like blues riff over and over it's like yes. bam 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 Yes. Down, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that too. The sound design in this, aside from misplaced punches, is like the music is very interesting and sometimes very repetitive like that, where it's just yeah. like very on the nose. But yeah, it takes a full, it takes a full 30 minutes to get the glasses. And then once he gets the glasses on, he's like, time to start killing aliens. Right. And it's like, fuck yeah, dude. So also... Every so often when he's in his glasses mode, first of all, you can't leave the glasses on for too long or it gives you a headache, but like even right. that they kind of don't. Uh, it, so so that, let me let me put a pin in that thought. The other thing was there's these like little like drone droids that like fly around in the sky like scanning yes. for this type of activity. Got to put a pin in that thought too. And then the third one that I have was we're their third world. They're coming here and pillaging yes. us just like we uh, the Imperial Corps um, uh, pillage the Imperial periphery, as they say, the developing mm-hmm. worlds uh, stay yep. in a state of developing because we keep fucking robbing from them. Yes. All of this. Uh, oh, oh, and there's a big final showdown on a rooftop. I was like, is this the fucking Matrix? It is the Matrix, man. It's, there's so much of like, man, why does my head hurt? Like, why do my eyes hurt? It's because you haven't used them yet. Like, that's a line from the Matrix. Yeah. And like in this, it's like, you know, I have this headache. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can't leave the glasses on too long or you'll have a headache. Because like, you're seeing the truth for the first time. Like, it's, yeah, it is. The Matrix is the graduate school version of this and this is the like it's my first semester in college and i just came home for thanksgiving and the whole time i'm like but guys mom and dad (laughs) are you not seeing the subliminal messages yeah like how can you be so blind you sheeple (laughs) yeah yeah, this is is like a 19 year old leaving the house for the first time and the matrix is like uh kant or Foucault, or who, who's the one who... Baudrillard. <laughs> Bo, Baudrillard, yeah. Um, it, I think you're right. And it is... it is That is its charm, too, yes, right? Yes, is the fact completely. That, 
it is not it is not once well, like once again it's not subtle it, it knows what it's trying to say and it says it very right. loudly it's, it's why obey is now synonymous with like a skate apparel brand you know like it's mm, it's mm-hmm. like the the dudes going like what the fuck man like this this movie is like what the fuck man yeah totally as opposed to like mm, uh, indubitably positively what the fuck <laughs> yeah this this movie is absolutely saying what the fuck man yeah the whole time and it's funny because like my brother actually told me to watch this not knowing that we were gonna do it for the podcast and uh-huh. then i was like oh i'm planning on watching it anyway and he was like yeah i just went to a showing of it and it was amazing that's <laughs> awesome was like it's and I was like, oh, that rules. And so then I, of course, was watching it for the show anyway. But um, he said something that I thought was interesting, too, because um, the uh, let me let me pull up our text that real fast. Man, it's great too seeing like a, a lot of the feds and everybody are these scary aliens. But then every so often you do see just like a cop, like a beat cop. And he's yeah. got his glasses on. You see it is just a guy. And it's like, oh, man, like this is looking looking at like r- the republicans as aliens and then being shown that like yeah and people are still buying into this who yes. aren't even aliens because they think they're going to get some like you were saying like let the rich get richer so eventually when they like get too full and they toot out a little bit of coins you get to have them <laughs> <laughs> they toot out a little bit of coins uh-huh. Um, That's what trickle down means, right? Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of pee that comes out, just a little uh-huh. bit of pee trickles down the leg. Um, <laughs> I have a note in here in my phone that just says, "OMG, why is this fight still happening?" <laughs> yeah, it's so long. It's incredibly long. It's genius. So, like one one of oh yeah, my my little brother said best shot for him the money saying this is your god. Yes. When he looks at the money, it says this is your god, yeah. and it's just like so once again, unsubtle. this is not being subtle. It's telling you exactly what it wants you didn't say right or what it wants to say and then i i was what i said which you you might not uh really like get this reference i don't think you've watched doctor who but for for the audience that has watched doctor who this movie is like a doctor who episode but but if doctor if the doctor had a gun (laughs) that's that's like basically what it is instead of like problem solving with the sonic screwdriver and like his intellect he's just problem solving with gun yeah and then that's, that's so funny you is. say that we're rewatching game of thrones right now and we were watching this episode where there's this big battle where there's a hundred people inside of a castle but ten thousand people coming to attack them and caitlin like as we were watching it she was like man i don't remember how the fuck they survived this and like as the battle was going on she was like man you guys need uh like guns <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys thought about that? You should get some guns. That would be actually... Someone should invent guns real fast. That would be super helpful in this situation. (laughs) I also wrote a couple other notes. Space travel! Exclamation point. Yeah. You see them, like, zip off into, like, the Andromeda galaxy at one point in that, like, spaceport... They use a watch and go into, like, the Phantom Zone. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just, like, a rich people, like, political fundraiser-looking-ass thing. Yes, Um, which is, like... That's and this and this and then so basically they find the resistance. They're part of the resistance. Um, they join up. The resistance gets like raided right, again, like right and, away. Uh, everyone gets shot and killed, and then um, they are in the shootout. But they have these little watches that they take from the aliens, which are teleporters. Mm-hmm. And so they teleport into yes, the Phantom Zone, rich person area, yeah. where they like pass themselves off as being like, oh no, we're joining up because. 
Another thing, and this is what this is another interesting like commentary. There are a lot of class traders. Yes, right. Who in in this world that are um, selling out? I think right. that's what, I think that's the word they use. Is they sell out purposely because they know that they can get a little bit of that scrap. They right. can get some of the scraps of the rich people stuff if they sell out and give their life over to the aliens. And so there's a lot of people who are just regular humans who have done this. Right. And so they go there. And uh, oh, yeah, we for- we completely forgot about the random woman. Yes, Holly. That Holly. He basically. You know makes why we an- forgot about it? It's confusing and uninteresting. <laughs> it's confusing and kind of does not. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's it's strange. She only the only reason she's important is because she factors into the very last yes, part right. of the plot. But um, he like kidnaps a woman, kind of to like drive him away after he goes on a murder spree, and then. Uh, she doesn't believe he, he once again Roddy Piper really wants everyone to put these glasses on and no one wants to put these glasses on it was almost so, like a joke yeah like he will like, never convince anyone <laughs> and so like this woman like knocks him out throws him out a window and he almost fucking dies and and then but then she presumably puts the glasses on finds out about it and is there at the resistance as well and so she's in it for the last part of the movie but then yeah there's the weird space travel stuff and then oh, yeah they, they get find contact out, lenses to replace the need for the glasses right which i guess don't give you headaches if you're wearing contact lenses yes um but then they um find out that this signal being sent out that is like letting everybody letting the aliens be hidden right um and look like humans and is being broadcast from this like big satellite dish right and roddy piper and keith david and holly the woman um go up there together but then holly turns on them in the very end right and she's like, just join us. It's fine. It's easier this way. And then Roddy Piper is like, guess what? I have another small gun inside my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to shoot the satellite. Yeah. And he shoots the satellite and it explodes. And then, like, the movie just ends, like, oh, two seconds later. Oh, my God. It is so funny, too. Yeah, like, I think this movie could be remade um, with, like, a tighter eye for, like, an audience's sensibility of pacing and things like that. But like, because that ending is very funny and yeah. they only stick around for like a minute. Yeah. The, the, I, I, like wrote, th- I wrote LOL when Holly gets shot and now I already forget what I was laughing at. Does she, does she fall back stupid? She might. I don't remember. I think she might, but they, um, they shoot the this the satellite. Right. It turns off the signal, and then and then instead of instead of having like a nice I don't know ten minute sort of denouement of like yes, what happens, right. it's like a two minute uh, montage almost going from like place to place where like these aliens are being revealed as as aliens. Right, like TV then, broadcast interviews. All of a sudden, everyone on on the planet is seeing that the man asking the questions is actually an alien or there's the there's the name check of john carpenter at one point yes they're like they're like these films today are too violent and and perverse for our children with robert romero and john carpenter. robert romero and john carpenter yeah 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 um the um that's his name right robert romero i can't remember oh, yeah i can't remember either. no that's not it what is it george romero george romero thank you yeah, George Romero. Um, so like, I, I even he Robert in that Rodriguez moment is like, like 
it, it it's it has been unsubtle to the max already but even like carpenter in, the, in that moment is like by the way guys have you been enjoying my essay <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is me john carpenter speaking yeah. i'm putting my own name in here yeah. um it's like in the screen movies whenever they're like talking about nightmare on elm street or whatever right. with like they're like wes craven and it's like wait a minute he's making this yeah um but then like the freaking closing scene oh my god is like the only instance of nudity in the entire yeah. movie and it's for and like it's, a, a like weirdly like cute little joke <laughs> yeah it's just like a woman having sex with a man who's laying down and then she's uh -huh. having sex watching tv seeing that there's an alien on tv and then looks and it, down like, distracts and, sees, her and she's like what the heck and then she looks down and sees that the man she's having sex with is an alien and then she, and then he's like what's the matter baby yeah, or something like that and then that. it's like lights <laughs> and then that's the end of the Curtain. movie <laughs> <laughs> so weird <laughs> it was like it's the, truly the, wild the, like <laughs> reveals at the end were like television show television show television show and lady having sex with an alien <laughs> yes so weird and so out of nowhere yeah. and then once again it is the only instance of nudity in the entire movie uh -huh. and it's just like yeah totally some... it just like not, not that this movie is like self-serious but it does have this like kind of macho tone to it with roddy yeah. piper in the lead and then this is just like the only moment of like a like fucking will ferrell ass broad comedy joke <laughs> yeah it's so weird and so goofy and then the movie just ends yeah and there's no like further exploration of like this this topic What's you're just matter, like baby? left to be like you're, you're just left to be like oh well i guess everything worked out i hope but then my little brother said something interesting which i agree with and i think is is worth discussing is that like this movie is very much anti i mean it literally like name checks a bunch of stuff it talks about climate change right it talks about it talks about that there is no there are no nations anymore there's just companies like uh -huh. it, it is saying these things in 1988 that are that were true then and are true now and have not gotten better and have just gotten worse right. which is like really disheartening but it's 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 it is like shouting out things in america and the world that are like super huge problems right but then it is also such there is such an american sensibility to this movie totally and the solution to this movie to to the problems of this movie is such an american individualist solution right. big macho where, guy shoots people yeah, yeah it's just like it's like big macho guy who's what was acting that what on, was that crazy video game term that you were saying the other day ludo narrative dissonance yes Yes, there is that with this movie. Um, he, where he's it is, like, I came here to do one thing. I have a hammer and all of you sons of bitches are nails. <laughs> yes, and it's like the, the, the themes in the movie are like more complex than one guy with a gun comes in and shoots a satellite and saves the entire world. Because right. like the way we dismantle systems, we have to like, it has to be like mass change and like systems have to take down other systems, right? It right. can't just be like one person. But the way this movie operates is as an American exceptionalist movie. It's like, okay, the... Which you could almost weirdly say about The Matrix too. That's true. Like, like they, again, it's like a subtler version of the same story basically. But once again, their solution is like, combat fighting <laughs> yeah and it, it, instead of instead of in this case instead of the exceptionalist um, american being uh, a rich person this the exceptional 
American is a poor person, but it is still creating an exceptional white male. Yes. Very macho. Yeah, conventionally like, attractive. <laughs> and, and then violent, yes. violent man. Yes. You know, like that's how we solve this problem is with violence. And it's like, it's so... It, it, go listen to Patreon if you want to hear us talk about ludonarrative dissonance for, for a quick uh, breakdown. It's basically when in video games, when the gameplay mechanics are at odds with the themes of the movie. For instance, in most video games, your only sort of way to interact with the world is killing people. Right. And if you're playing a game where killing people is not sort of the end goal of the game, it's sort of a weird way to get the narrative across. Right. And so that's like similar to this movie, which it, it wouldn't be, there's probably some other term for it. That's not Ludo narrative distance. Cause that's in reference to just video games, but it's for our purposes. I think it works. Right. It is the medium of the movie itself. The storytelling of the movie itself is at odds with its themes. Right. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Cause it's just like John Carpenter in all of his, I hate Reagan ness and, and all of his, I'm going to make Republicans, the villains still made a movie w based on like American. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's also so, I mean like the eighties, I think are just so cliche of, you know, yeah, like yeah, Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Sylvester Stallone kind of action stars. So this is no exception. The, the, the other kind of eighties ingrained thing. It's so funny. Um, the the people who were doing those like hacked broadcasts the the resistance as it were um at one point someone says like yeah everybody thinks we're crazy hippie commies but really we just know the truth that yes. you know dot 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 that aliens are running the show and it's like oh oh people in the 80s were still so fucking scared of the word communism oh totally that like I mean, people he literally is saying i'm anti-reagan so therefore i am you know maybe not necessarily pro like fucking stalin but like right they are pro equality which is socialism um, right but none of them like they 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 uh they were like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Let, don't, don't get it twisted. I am not no, a communist. I, I just, am not a communist. I just don't like Republicans and hate that we are being stolen from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I wish we had systems in place that would make it to where everyone was treated more equitably. Yeah. But I'm not a communist. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, people today are still so now, afraid look, of the look, I'm anti-consumerism. <laughs> right, and I'm, and I'm anti-capitalist, but I'm not a communist. <laughs> yeah. There's a great... Um, uh, Boots Riley is a a, a, a filmmaker um, and musician, I think, too, who made that movie. Did he play movie. the bass for like Parliament Funkadelic, or is that Bootsy Collins? <laughs> that yeah, is Bootsy Collins. Oh, okay. Uh, he made that movie, Sorry to Bother You, where oh, that yes. was about like the call center. I, that, I like, haven't if, seen that yet. That's like on my like oh, watch list on like multiple apps. <laughs> if you haven't seen that buckle up because yeah. god it, it has maybe one of the biggest turns in any movie i've seen ever where you think you're watching one movie and then you realize oh i'm watching another movie mm -hmm. okay really good really yeah, maybe weird we do that what was the other i was just thinking of some other thing that we need to do on the show fuck what was it i wish i wrote it down it came to my mind on the drive home anyway go ahead we'll think about it we'll, we'll remember but his name is boots riley and there's a great like uh uh interview moment that comes up a bunch where like in memes where like the woman is interviewing him and she's like so you're an activist an anti-capitalist and he just stops her and goes 
communist. <laughs> like, he's like, there's an easier way to say this. I'm yeah. a communist. Because he is. And he, he's, he's self-avowed communist and like, and is a communist activist and like, like is very um, outspoken and vocal about what he believes. But like, I, I think that's so funny because like America can't say communist. They can't. Even whenever, so, even whenever someone is one and has calls himself that, we cannot like call anybody within our own little American sphere a communist or else it like causes panic. Like it's, it's, it's still sounds, so afraid of the it, word. Even, even me who like I'm hearing us talk about this right now. I hear that word and it's like hearing Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, see, like I used to call myself a leftist and then eventually I was like, what's the point? I'm a fucking communist. And right. So I just started calling myself a communist because I was like, this is what I believe. Like I'm, I'm not going to like try to sweeten the word by saying I'm a leftist or right. anything like that because I'm I'm saying the same thing here. Now, if I'm trying to like talk to somebody who is very conservative, I probably wouldn't say, hey, I'm a communist because then they are not going to listen to anything I'm right. going to say. You might say like, hey, you know, I'm a big Biden guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, Brandon? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Man, there Brandon was this guys. guy on TikTok who went to a Trump rally with a bunch of shirts that said let's oh, I fuck saw that. Brent, Brandon. <laughs> yes, I saw that. So good. Well, and there's also like oh, gosh, I hate it and I I we treat people with such un that what's the word? I don't know. I was going to say unkindness, but there's like a better word for that. Um but because like uh, I've seen TikToks and Instagrams, whatever. Like if you start talking to people, conservatives, in terms without using totally trigger trigger yep. warning like words of communism and socialism and stuff like that, and like even if you just like start left. Yeah, if you just if you just come at them with like, hey, I don't like Joe Biden either, and I don't, I, I don't, I'm not like a big fan of Trump or whatever. But like, don't you think that people? Don't you think that like workers should um, be paid more? You know, like, and right. it's like, yeah, I think everyone should get more wages. Like, do you think that like, and like even, do you think a that lot of, like a single person ought to be able to afford housing in any, let alone all of the 50 states? Yeah. And there's just right like now, all this. They cannot. They cannot. And there's all this stuff that if you, if you come at it from a perspective of, I'm not going to use these trigger words. I'm not going to use these, these w words that like cause division. People will agree with you because they are. Because once again, Marxism is just describing capitalism. Yes. Like that was that was the great, um, uh, uh, like turning point of of Das Kapital. Yes. Where essentially Marx was describing the system, and it hadn't been described before, and everyone was just sort of like operating like it was the economy. Like this is just how the economy works, right. and like this, it's one big thing. And then Marx was like, "Well, no, there's a specific system at play here. Let me I'm going to describe He's it like, and break you know it down." You know how people, um, some people over here that they 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 uh, they built their house next to a bunch of blackberry bushes, so they have all these blackberries. But then there's an, uh, another people over here, and they built their house next to. Um, uh, an apple tree and so they have all these apples but gosh they would love some blackberries they can just share with each other <laughs> yeah yeah and then he was like and then there's uh, these other people who uh don't own either place but somehow are reaping getting all the apples yeah, and they're all like the hey i'll take your apples and give them to the blackberry people they're like no it's okay they're just down the street <laughs> and it's like no i were going to but and yeah you're, gonna pay you're right us to he do described it. what the system is in just terms as opposed to like saying 
Oh, I mean, it's just human nature. This is how it's always been. Yeah, it's just the economy. It's just human nature. Like, it's not. Well, no, it, he, it, it wasn't. Before this, there was feudalism. Before that, yeah. there was, <laughs> like... Yeah, like, and so, like, when when you were just describing things in very plain terms to people, everyone's going to agree with Marx because he's literally just describing things right. like it's not he is just describing reality and so when you start describing reality people are like yeah yeah i agree with that and then you go well guess what that's marxism and then they're like fuck that's why me. it's so frustrating seeing some of those like tiktokers who say you know like um do you believe in this or like uh like the one that comes to mind is like do you believe this book should be in schools? There's this book where like a man has sex with his daughter and blah 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 and it's he's describing like whatever book in the bible and they're sure. all like, no, you should ban that. And, he, and then they're like, gotcha, it's the Bible. And they're like, now, wait a second. I, those yeah. always kind of make me sad because like you, you also see sometimes like a quote that is about like equality and like people should make what they're worth and like owners and landlords like shouldn't exist. And they attribute it to like Ted Cruz or whatever. And then people are like, amen. And then they say like, psych, actually, this is Marx. And then they're like, I'm going to get you. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes. I, that just makes me like, <laughs> like hopeless. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's cruel in a way because it's like it's gotcha. It's it's just a gotcha moment because instead yeah, of trying, yeah, exactly, and it's and it's like we all know that uh, that the best thing for the greatest good is the way to go, but half of the people um, haven't gotten their sunglasses. Yes, I was just gonna say they don't, they haven't found sunglasses. And they're just yet. like, yeah, but I'm on the red team. Yeah, I and was born enough, in Indiana, so the Colts are my team. And there's not enough Roddy Pipers to go around to have six minute full on alley brawls right, with to force everybody. people to with everybody yeah. to force them to put on these sunglasses because that's the only way. Is like, and I mean, even then, it's kind of an interesting metaphor too, because right, like, you've got to fucking choose to put on the sunglasses right, yourself, man. Right. Which is the you Matrix, also. It is. It is. You can't force someone else like, to see Cypher's it. They got to like, figure it you know out what? themselves. Fuck this. I want to go back. I want to be someone important to something, like an actor. Like an actor. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a, we we got way up on our high horse. With I know with that this impeccably photographed and expertly cooked steak isn't real, but I, I know that it's a computer program sending signals that trick my brain into thinking it's juicy and delicious. But after all this time of being free. I've figured out one thing. Ignorance is bliss. Harp glissando. Harp <laughs> glissando. Uh, it's got the juice. And the, it's got the juice. Yeah. And then Agent Smith reveals that he's got a crazy blue musculature face and buggy eyes. Yeah. I mean, so they good. are like truly just like beat for beat the same movie. <laughs> yeah. These movies are like sister movies. Yeah. Like they are, they belong in the same oeuvre. God, how fun would uh like triple feature at the music box of they live oh. the matrix and the Lego movie. Yes. That would just be yes. just like a fucking great afternoon. That would be great. And they all have the same anti-capitalist themes. Yeah. Ugh, incredible. Like you're just a pawn in a system and you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. What, you have no idea. Well, we should go to the break because we're yeah. going to, yeah, we have to come good. back and play a game. Cool. Um, and we'll get off our high horse a little bit for those of you who don't enjoy us talking about politics as much. <laughs> um, but if you Whatever. do enjoy us talking... 
Yeah, if you do enjoy us talking about politics, you should go ahead and head over to the Patreon because I'd say every other episode we get on off to- on some right, some right. spiel going on. So you well, should go just check like you out. were saying earlier, like yeah, forget it. I'm I'll just say it, communist, not leftist. The more the more you hear us talk about this, maybe the less uh, apprehensive you will be to say something like yeah, no, I'm a freaking communist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just start saying it, man. I suppose everybody, what everybody... I'm saying is we are slowly chipping away at you to radicalize you. <laughs> Exactly, and that is the goal, and that is the hope. Um, but let's go to the break, and we'll come back, and we'll play a stupid game that has nothing to do with <laughs> politics at all. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. Adair. We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over. And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions like, what the fuck is this? And could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script? Oh, but we love them. Oh, God, yes. So listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. To stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is, follow us on Instagram at GMTDpod. Yeah, but for real, do it. And we live. (laughs) And obey. Um, and obey. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I did. I did want to say one other note. I wrote down before we jump into the game, really quick. Um, I I wrote soundproof exclamation point. Ha 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 ha. When when they go to the like TV studio and there's like a guy in the in the like tech room, the the you know the um engineer room and they shoot him with a gun and then they look yes. through the glass to see that the broadcast is still going on as normal roddy piper goes soundproof soundproof <laughs> but he shot him with a gun soundproof yes. glass isn't like isn't like some kind of mile long yeah. lead wall <laughs> no 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 it is you would still be able to hear that it's just like how sil- silencers aren't like yeah it's not like can't, pew, don't, pew. it's like yeah. bam bam as opposed bam, to like bam. ear crushing as opposed to ear splitting yes. literal ear splitting alright so this soundproof. game this week is called <laughs> soundproof this game this week is called quotable ah okay so one of the greatest quotes in cinema history is um is in this movie is in they live where he says i came here to do two things uh eat bubble gum wait chew bubble gum hold on where is it? i gotta get the exact quote yeah please do while you're doing that i will show I, you i've this. come here to chew oh, you got it i've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble gum that's one of the best quotes in movie history yes and right. it's from this movie so we're going to play a game called Quotable, where I'm going to give Mike quotes from action movies mostly, and you have to tell me what they're from. Great. I will be terrible at this. Compared to, like, chemical formulas or one-hit wonders, this will be my weak spot. <laughs> well, you might do pretty okay, because so, a lot of these are very well known. Ah, okay. Um, so uh, we'll see. All right. So first off, let's start with a really... This one's a layup. And I'm saying who said it or what movie it's from. You're going to tell me what movie it's from. And if you can tell me who said it, that's bonus points. Great, okay. Um, actor or character, character name. Yeah. If you can tell me character name, that's extra points. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? Uh, this start with the layup. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. That would be Die Hard. 
John yes, McClane, Bruce Willis. You got all three. Look at that. Roy Woo-hoo! Rogers. Which is exactly. why he says that. Yes, exactly. And then in every subsequent movie that he says it, it's just because like, hey, remember the first one? Remember the first one when he said this is just something he decided to say a lot, apparently? Yeah. All right. Now, this one's a little trickier, except it's not at all. This is Sparta. Uh, okay. That's from 300. Yes. And it's, it's what's his face? Um, Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. I don't know his character. I haven't seen that movie. Neither have I. <laughs> that movie was like the biggest fucking deal when it came out, but I'm sure it's probably it that we were both, what, 14? So we were too yeah. young. <laughs> There's boobies in it. Yeah. So I was like, no, I did. Oh, God, this is a real, this is a real revelation. One time. Hey, mom and dad, stop listening. <laughs> if you're listening, stop it. Anyone who knew me Don't worry, before? no one's listening anymore because this is so off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, everyone. If you knew me in, in, when I was a child, stop listening. One time, I was babysitting, and the kids went to bed, and I saw they had a DVD of 300, and I knew there was boobies in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it on, and I fast-forwarded through it until I could find the boobies. Oh, but- <laughs> my God. That is so good. <laughs> so, okay, everyone else, you can start listening again. Oh, God. How okay. will they know? <laughs> You're Here, right. Let's shit. wave our hands. All right, come on so in. So you can see. Come on yeah, in. Okay. <laughs> um, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, uh, yes. Do you, punk? I think that is Dirty Harry from Dirty Harry. Yes, indeed. And Good job. A, Mr. Eastwood. Mr. Eastwood. I live on right. Eastwood Avenue here in Chicago, Illinois. And oh. every time I see it, I think, oh, wow. So I'm in the alternate 1985 because before it was called Clayton Avenue. But Clayton, Clara Clayton never fell into that ravine. Clint mm. Eastwood did. It was actually Marty, but he told everybody in town his name was Clint Eastwood. Oh, right, right, but right, right. My right, street right. used to be Clayton Avenue in an alternate timeline because it's, of course, named after that school teacher who fell into the ravine. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. right. Um, okay, what about get off my plane? Um, yes, that is President Ford, Gerald Ford, uh-huh. <laughs> Gerald Harrison Ford. In um, Harrison Ford, the, yes. Um, is it called Air Force One? It is called Air Force yeah, One. I've never seen that. Never seen it either. There's a lot of these that I haven't seen that I know about. Like, like I said, a lot of these are, are so famous <laughs> that you don't need to have seen them. Right. What about Welcome to Earth? <laughs> well, that was the turn of the millennium, if I've ever heard one. That was um, Independence Day. Will Smith. I don't know his character's name. Oh, yes. Good. It's Captain Stephen Hiller. Ah, uh, of Welcome course. Captain Earth. Hiller. All right. What about... Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, this one's, you're coming. This one's so generic that it's like could be anything. Yeah, um, which is not a helpful hint. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Hmm. Um. Is it like the fugitive? No, that's a good guess though. It's a really good guess. Um. I'm. I'm gonna give you some clues. Uh-huh. Uh. Think more robotic. Oh. Uh. Robocop. Yeah, uh, and Robocop. is the character who said it Robocop? Yes, he is. I Robocop, haven't seen that. I, I feel like I would like Robocop. Yeah, I think I'd like it too because it's also a um, it's like a it's not a parody, but it's like a um, uh, 
satire almost yeah, of like yeah. hyper violence uh cops and everything so i think it would be interesting to watch say hello to my little friend now i want to say that's scarface that's correct and it's al pacino and his name is something like montana joe What's his name? Joe Montana, the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Joe Montana, the quarterback. If you were a whole yeah, bunch it's of... Tony Montana. Tony you were like Montana. so close. Yeah. What about I'm too old for this shit? Uh, aside from every movie, what's the yeah, one that's is, from? Is that Lethal Weapon? It is Lethal Weapon. And it's Danny Glover, I think, right? Yes, indeed. Roger Murtag. Murtag. You're good at this. But it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I watched I Love the 80s on VH1 one too yeah. many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. What about Hasta la Vista, baby? Oh, that's uh, Arnold. Which one, though? That's Which one from is it from? the Terminator. You're so close. It's from Terminator 2. Oh, shit. Yeah. Judgment Day. Very close. Good job. Uh, then, of course, we've got I've Come Here to Chew Bubble. I'm just literally reading these from a list of like top 30 best action hero one-liners. That's great. So number 15, we've got I've Come Here to Chew Bubblegum and Kick-Ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh... That's from Let's, the uh, They Live. I could not tell you the main character's character name in this movie, and we're talking about this movie at length. <laughs> oh, it's because he doesn't have one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's nameless. That is great. The only reason he has a name is because uh, his name is George Nada, like nothing, like nothing in Spanish. That's so uh, good. And the only reason he has a name is because of the credits at the end. No one ever says his name. He never gives his name. That's there's, there's so no name. good. Yeah. He's a drifter. He's just a drifter. Isn't that so fun? And and like to your point, like sure it is still he's like exceptional, but the the system was exposed by a nobody because the nobodies are the ones being left out of mm-hmm. participating. And apparently this is based on a short story called Eight O'Clock in the Morning, um, which I think the n- name of the character is in that is nada mm. um which is why uh his name is not in the film but which yeah, is never, also he, very the matrix the one's name is neo aka mm-hmm. another way of spelling one and nada instead is for zero or nothing yeah ones and zeros holy shit yeah wow all right um let's keep going Fill your hands, you son of a bitch. Oh, I don't have a fucking clue. It's John Wayne in True Grit. Ah. Rooster Cogburn. A bad person, John Wayne. A bad man. Um I I recently read an article about, you know, the whenever uh fucking uh what's his name? Who played the Godfather? Uh Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, when he re- when he sent the Native American woman up on the Oscars to refuse the Oscar and to talk about Native American issues instead, oh, he uh, sh- apparently John Wayne had to be held back from security from running on stage oh to a, like accost a, a her, um, which is something she revealed in an interview recently. And I was like, God, that man was a bad a bad man. It's um, crazy that in all of that, Marlon Brando looks good. I know, He's right? He's also How sort g- of like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he came out looking good compared to fucking John Wayne. All right, let's see. Let's see if we got some more of these. Um, that's too easy. You call that a knife? This is a knife. Ah, uh, yes. That's Is that Crocodile Dundee? That is Crocodile yeah. Dundee. <laughs> Um, I feel the need, the need for speed. Oh, yes, of course. That would be 
Maverick in Top Gun. That's right. Kind of and Goose. And yeah, they say they, like, it say like it the they're time. quoting something. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so they're strange. Like, remember that movie, Top Gun? Remember that movie, Top Gun, that we're in right now? It's so weird. It's that like movie. it's like cringe. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely the most cringe. Hello, my name is Nigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. That is Inigo Montoya is who says that, and that is from The Princess Bride. And yeah, maybe too easy giving you the name in in the quote. And he says that right while he's. Finishing the hat. Finishing the hat. <laughs> his little mixy talk voice. About, talk about range. Yeah. Woo. Um, Mandy Patinkin. Going back to I feel the need for speed. Because <laughs> I just can't get over it. It like, makes me like sweat thinking about it. Because here's the thing that's even cringier about it. They say that in that movie as though that's something. Yeah. And that's cringy. And then fucking like dads i mean like they weren't dads at the time probably but like men of a certain age will say that yeah to be like cool remember that movie yeah. like it's like a, a double cringe it's a weird orobos of like yeah. nothing totally it started out as nothing yeah it's, it seemed like they were referencing something but they weren't and then you're referencing a reference yes. and it's just blah yeah it's like that All gag right. you see in like simpsons comic books or like other like mad magazines where someone's reading a magazine and you see the magazine they're reading is the one that th they're in that they're reading and then they're reading yes. you know like the infinite okay, zoom a, in we got a few more i will have my vengeance in this life or the next i mm. couldn't have told you this one that sounds like a distinctly not like american point of view that sounds like a sort of eastern ethos to me mm, interesting uh, you're not you're not entirely off there yeah like i i don't know like where that means my brain is headed but i i, I don't have a good guess it's uh maximus from gladiator so you were you were uh, kind of close because it's east from here east east of here sure yeah new and, york and city <laughs> it's in new york uh, you know the gladiator yeah oh i see yeah <laughs> so so maybe not eastern but um uh, i guess i guess where my head was was like not a like christianity type expression yeah 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 yeah, which yeah, yeah the yeah. gladiator would not have been and not eastern and, and actually decidedly western because it is roman and that is sure. like uh roman is but they is had like the jupiter western. and all those guys and saturn yeah. and uranus stuff like that um let's see which ones have we not done yet they had what about numerals dodge? yeah what about dodge this I was wondering if Dodge This was going to be the Matrix one. That's a Trinity line. I was trying yes. to think, like, what lines from the Matrix would be action lines? There's there's, there's a couple that come to mind. There's I Know Kung Fu, which is funny. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. Stop, Trying Stop Trying to, to hit, hit, me hit Me and Hit Me. me. But then yeah. Dodge This, to me, was like, that's the action-iest one. And I was like, yeah. are they going to put a quote on this list from a lady? And they did. If they do, it's going to be Dodge This. Yes. Um... So let's see, there are a few more here. Which ones have we not done yet? Which is like her um, AON of Rohan moment. It's like yes. the I am no I man. I am it's, no it's man. It's like, oh, oh, dude, you gotta pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The yeah, line yeah. was cool and rule of cool, but like, you saw how fast that guy moves. Yeah, you better Don't do it Don't put a gun now. to his head and then draw a breath. <laughs> yeah, 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 bad idea. Okay, just like two more. You're gonna need a bigger boat. That would be the Jaws. 
Mm-hmm. And that's said mm-hmm. by one of those guys from Jaws. Yes, you're right. It's said by one of the guys from Jaws. We watched that movie uh, to talk about it here Two? on this podcast during Shark Month. We did. <laughs> a million years ago. I lived in like two apartments ago. <laughs> yeah, I was in Alaska. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Last one. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Ah, uh, yes. The the accent helped. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's Taken. Yes. And I want to say the character's name was Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, it's Liam Neeson Taken. Yeah. The, the man himself. Yeah. Anyway, that was quotable. That was fun. And you got most of them right. Yeah, I guess I did. Like I said. Huh? Even even though I haven't seen a couple of those, and still, like, you just know what the freaking quotes are. Did you ever see the movie oh, The right. Gray with Liam Neeson? The, like, wolf no, but survival the wolf, movie? No, the wolf movie? Yeah, that was I that strangely weird. saw that in theaters, and that is, like, not the type of movie I would have bothered going to the theater to see. But um, I was in college, and some other guys were like, do you want to go see The Gray? I was like, ah. Not really, but that sounds like a fun <laughs> outing. And let me let me back up. That conversation was had <laughs> at the skate park. <laughs> oh hell yeah, Some, dude! A, one or two friends of mine in college. We we did this one time, exactly once. But uh, a friend of mine was like, "Yeah, man, I used to rollerblade at like skate parks all the time." I was like, "Oh my god, me too! I have my rollerblades." And he's like, "Me too!" So we like went to the like little piddly Oxford, Ohio skate park, and we like, you know, busted our ass a few times. And then someone was like, "Want to go see the gray?" <laughs> yes. Hell yeah, dude! I love that. That's a that is a radical story. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, nice mute grab. Want to go see Liam Neeson kill a wolf? (laughs) A real life wolf. Yeah. That's like that weird like lion movie coming out with Idris Elba. I'm like, what's going on? There's also a movie coming out called Cocaine Bear. What? (laughs) I think. Maybe that was just a meme, but I think it's like a real movie. Yeah. All right. Let's let's wrap up. We're getting there. Any other... We talked a lot about this movie. You know, this movie is very The Matrix. How Star Wars is it is the question. Yes, right. Let's see. We got um, practical effects. It's technically science fiction. Yes, but There's, but you know, like, is Star Wars right? Is science? That's very true. Um, there are. Um, I mean, it is the the sort of cold open bit that we did that it is kind of by this like genre defining auteur filmmaker who like hates Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, it's imaginative. Those alien faces are great. They would fit right in in the cantina. They were totally would. Um, a spooky skeleton one. There for is sure. like a little flying robot that looks an awful lot like the thing that Zam Wessel uses to put the slugs in Padme's room. Yes, totally. And when it explodes, it looks terrible. <laughs> yes, totally. It's very CG ish. Yeah, no, there was a movie coming out called Cocaine Bear. Apparently, Ray Liotta's in it. I think he died, didn't he? I don't know. Um, apparently, also, Jesse Tyler Ferguson is in it. It's produced by Elizabeth Banks. Um, Phil Lord is a producer who, of Lord and Miller. Oh, and Miller, too. Both of them. Um, I, let, me, let, me, let me just look up the synopsis for this, because this sounds like it might be an upcoming uh, sounds like a, I mean, Star Wars got, it episode. It's got the, the DNA of a comedy, for sure, right? Cocaine Bear is an upcoming American thriller film directed and produced by Elizabeth Banks. So she directed it too. And written oh by God. Jimmy Warden. It stars Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Ehrenreich. Hey, Star Wars. 
Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Christopher Hivju, Hivju, Christian Convery, Brooklyn Prince, Margot Martindale, and Ray Liotta is inspired by the true story of an American black bear that ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine in 1985. What? It will be one of the last films starring Leota and the first uh, and the first to be released after his death in May of 2022. Wow. That's crazy. What in the hell? I I think I, here's my hot take. I think Elizabeth Banks is is like a fine actor, but maybe a bad director and producer, because I don't think she's done anything good in that capacity didn't, that I know of. Didn't she do the Pitch Perfect movies? She did the second and the third, which were bad. Ah, uh, okay. I haven't seen any of them, but I hear the first one's great. The first one's great, and I don't think she was producing or, or directing on that. But I'll double check. And she my directed work. um that Charlie's Angels remake that doesn't exist, basically. Right, that one got really bad reviews. And so I'm just like, maybe she's better at... I mean, she's a great actor. I think she's a good actor. Yeah, I, I think, think she's she funny. Too. I don't think she's that funny. Like, when I... I it's, it's actually a point of contention between Charlie and I because we always watch... Um, Wet uh, Hot American Summer. What, yeah, the TV show. And I think she's not funny in the TV show. I think she's, like, fine in the movie. Uh-huh. But I don't, I, don't, I don't really think she holds her own amongst the rest of the, the comedy right, like, right, right. cast. Um, but I think, it's, I think aside from that, she's, like, a fine actor. But, um, yeah, not directed or produced by... Or produced by Elizabeth Banks, perfect one, not directed by her. The sequels were directed by her, and they were bad. <laughs> Um, or at least the second one was directed by her. But we're not her, talking was, about Pitch Perfect. We're talking about Cocaine Bear. Or sorry, wait. We're talking about They Live. <laughs> right, 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 right. We're um, talking about They Live. I'll, um, let's just give it a rating because we're at time anyway. Yeah, and I'm trying to think do? of any other things. The glasses feel kind of accessory-ish, which is very Star Wars. Everybody's got like accessories on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, he has to like destroy the big dish. Good, yes, that, yes. That shoots out. Stuff. Good fight scenes, iconic fight scenes, <laughs> um, iconic lines. Totally. Totally iconic lines. Um, um, man, I wonder if the people who like listen to our podcast or the actual premise really love this like five minutes that we do right before the end. Yeah. Where we're like, what is the actual like how Star we should, Wars is we it should, at all? Um, we should start each episode by saying like, we hate to do this to you, but we usually only ever do this premise in the last, like, five to ten minutes of the show. So I'm sorry, but you do have to stick around while we talk about the fact that there are Pokemon now that just look like guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, that was in the Patreon. No, so if you, want to, if you want to hear us talk about how there are Pokemon that just look like guys, <laughs> go listen to the Patreon. Yeah, but, but the point still stands, or the story of the point. Still yeah, it still stands. Let's see. I'm gonna, my unit of measurement is going to be minutes of uh, alley fight That's scene. great. Um, mine's going to be... Um, the number of different they live alien action figures made by Super 7 that I have in my Amazon cart right now, and I'm trying to figure out which one I want. <laughs> oh my god, incredible. Um, I can't wait to see those. I'm gonna say like a solid five, yeah, that that feels in the ballpark. I was thinking like a high four, 
Yeah, I, I might go down to a four, but I'm just gonna, I'll just say a five, and that'll bring the four so up. So there's the black and white man on the card back that's just white that says obey. There's the black and nice. white woman. These are the action figures. There's the black and white woman alien on the black or on the on the white card back that says submit. And then there's the color man with a they live poster card back. And then there's the color woman with a they live poster card back. Very nice. That's why that, it's like, the, oh, well, shit, I can't just get one. Because yeah, they are blue and red, but we don't see them that way. We see them through the glasses, and they're in black and white. But then we do see them that way when we are having sex with them at, right at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. What's the matter, baby? <laughs> Done. The end. The end. I don't even remember. If, I don't remember if that's what he said, but that is what he said. Yeah. You know? they, they just cut. They just cut the film like right before that. But like the actual line he read was, "What's the matter, baby?" Facing the woman, and then he looks to the camera and says, "The end." The end. <laughs> the end. All right. And then it's and like the end of the show. Shop, little shop, little shop, little shop. It does have a very similar ending vibe to that, where it's like, "Oh, the end is not happy." <laughs> No, the end is not the happy. And it just over. ends. It just ends, and you're like, "Oh, okay, we're not going to deal with the fallout of that." All right, interesting. And speaking of the end, it's the end of the show. So, if do you want to say internet? Because if you do, you can find us at House Stories. Is it on Twitter and Instagram? You can email us at a good podcast at gmail dot com. Please do. Which is funny. Yeah. And let's see if we've gotten any good spam recently. Oh, we. We know, but we do have a free month of match waiting. Mm. So anytime we want, we can get on that. Sandra, match. your com. free month of match is waiting. Sandra, your free month is waiting. Um, Mike, tell about the we tell also about the Patreon. Yeah, we just mentioned it, but we do have a Patreon where we do a weekly bonus episode of the show plus a monthly. Um, something or other. We've done a lot of film commentaries of the Star Wars movies, Ocean's Eleven, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, The Matrix. Yep. Um, we've also done two now RPGs of Josiah's devising. Um, yes. One called All Part of the Plan. It's a heist inside of a simulation. And the most recent one this month, our second RPG yes. is what I've called Stanzimon because yeah, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island can be abbreviated as Stanzi and, uh, and, then po Pokemon. and Pokemon was the game mechanic. <laughs> so that one is a, uh, we play the story of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, but with the mechanics and gameplay elements and battling elements of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So it is a Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island Pokemon adventure. And you can uh, it's a also, lot of fun. Uh, you also get access to our Discord with that $5 a month uh, entry ticket. Um, and you can get on there and tell us at a moment's notice, we'll see a notification on our phone, whether you like Love Shack or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we recently found out that one of our dear patrons is not a fan of Love Shack. Yeah. So everyone go join the Patreon specifically so you can tell us if you like Love Shack, yeah. please. Uh, but that's about everything. So sandwich. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to plug a couple more things because oh, yes. we, we have other stuff coming up. Um, I am I have I am a part of two upcoming uh, audio series. One is called the Night Star Specters, which comes out um, is already out after you're listening to this, um, and it's like a mystery vampire story. That's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very funny. It's sort of like what we do in the shadows esque. Uh, not nearly as funny as that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that anything <laughs> is as funny as that because that is like the funniest thing in the world right now. But it is in the style of because it is vampires and it is funny and it is a mystery. Sure. The other one is called the lost sun which is more dramatic and it involves werewolves and that one drops the week of halloween on october 25th so 
they're both like limited audio series um and they're very fun and you should go listen to them so so check it out yeah and i will plug on both of our behalfs uh if you are in the uh chicagoland area we will be doing anarchy the improvised rock opera um improv shows at the new and improved hopefully I hopefully improved (laughs) (laughs) and that's i I believe that starts in november right yeah thursdays at 10 30 in november um and that uh that starts soon and uh i I, by the time you're hearing this i don't know if i have any other shows this month of october but i am back doing baby wants candy a different improvised musical show um Uh at the second city building on saturday nights two shows a night on saturdays so um if either of those sound interesting to you uh let us know like leave leave a comment where are we gonna see a comment if you're on the discord chat with us but if um if you want to send us an email at agoodpodcast at gmail.com and because you're interested in seeing one of our improv shows and want to know which night we're performing hopefully we'll be able to point you in the right direction yeah we'll tell you it'll be great and that's everything now so like sandwiches of star wars it's about time for to be bye bye so like we always say we we love love you you. and may the fourth Fourth be with you you. bye bye